Hi, welcome to Coffee with Kim. I'm so glad you joined me. Coffee with Kim is where I just share my love of the Word of God, what He's sharing with me, teaching with me, giving me revelation, whatever. (laughs) And I share it with you over a great cup of coffee. So I hope you do have some good coffee today. I have some from a special friend. Rob and Lisa Hepler sent me some amazing coffee, so I've been drinking that and just loving it. Um, Hey, I'm so glad to be back. I did take a couple months off there at the end of last year. Um, A lot of stuff. You guys have probably heard the story of my brother in 2019 that was murdered. And so we just had a lot of um, three years time of grieving and then dealing with the court case and everything. And it just finally all closed in 2022. And I tell you, you know, God has been so faithful and so good to us in the midst of all of that you know, spending time with him and, you know, saying, God, I'm thankful for my family, thankful for this. And he really said, well, are you thankful of what you just went through? Because you're to give thanks in all things. And I realized that I was extremely thankful, not over what happened, but how God walked me through that. And I began to say, God, I'm so thankful that I had you in the midst of this trauma because I've trusted you like I've never trusted you before. I leaned into you like I've never leaned in before. I love you deeper than I did last year. And so a lot of times when you're having suffering or things in your life, they're not from God. However, the result can be from God. And so I can truly say I feel in a much brighter, happier place than I did at the close of last year. God is faithful and God is true. And um, it kind of brings me to what I wanted to share with you today a little bit, just about that intimacy that we have with with Jesus and building that history with him. I know that I would not have been able to go through um, what my family went through in last year uh, with losing my brother in the court and everything had I not built a history with God in the secret place, like just continually going into his chambers and laying at his feet and crying and just wanting to know him, holding his word even to my chest when I couldn't even just read, just holding the Bible right to my heart and saying, God, whatever word needs to get in here (laughs) to help me get through the day. And I just am so blessed that, um, I've had you, a lot of my friends and family supporting me and, you know, encouraging me to get back on here to talk about my love for Jesus, my love for prayer, my love for um, just being with him and his word. And, you know, amazing things have happened during this time. Uh, my my second daughter is pregnant. We're expecting a baby in May. So that's awesome. Can't wait for that. And um, with a, with the ministry we have, CityGate Lancaster, we're launching our fifth location. So we're so excited to go into New Holland, Pennsylvania, to have a prayer room and outreach center and to work with a lot of the community there. And so excited for that as, as well as all the other locations that we have. Just an honor to represent God in the marketplace and um, just be his hands and feet to people who normally would not maybe have that opportunity to see him. And so we just want to represent him, right? Um, So it kind of brings me down to a lot of people asking me about intimacy. um, What does it look like? And so I kind of like did a a little search. So I'm just going to do a small episode today as I get back in the groove of uh, speaking to you with podcast. And I would love to hear from you. Feel free at any time to email me. And um, just so excited to, to hear from you what God's doing in your life too. But You know, I was asked a question the other day, why did Jesus come? And so a lot of times when 
when we hear that, we're like, why did you just come? Well, to save me, to, to take me to heaven. And those things are true. But when you, when you read Luke 19, verse 10, he really says, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. And so, yes, that can be us as people that we were lost and he wants to save us. But God asked me a question when I was studying this and reading this because he said, okay, so what was actually lost, right? He came to seek and save that which was lost. It doesn't say a person. It says that which was lost. What was lost? So to find out what was lost that he was coming back to restore, we have to go back to the beginning, right? Go back into the beginning of Genesis. What was lost that Jesus came to restore? Right. Your first thing that we lost is we lost relationship with God. There was a time when Adam and Eve walked side by side with God, naked, not ashamed. They were just talking about everything they saw, the colors, the beauty. They were just speaking and being in communion with each other. They were just in this beautiful um, family, like God has family with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So he created family on earth with Adam and Eve, and he wanted this relationship. What does this look like to be in such communion, intimate communion with the Father, this intimacy that he knew them and we, and he knew us, like, isn't it say that in John, that, that Paul says that I would be known by him. That's what it was like in the garden. So to me, that's what was lost. We lost our intimacy with God. And we even lost our desire to be intimate with God, right? Genesis 3, 5 talks about that. We lost our intimate relationship with our father. And so Jesus came not only to save us, but to save that which was lost, which was this intimate relationship with our father, God. And how, and again, how was it intimate? So I go back to that, man, they were naked and not ashamed. They were vulnerable before him. They exposed everything they were and are and would be to him. And it created this trust and vulnerability and just intimate language they had with each other. And so they, they were naked and not ashamed. And it wasn't until sin came in that all of a sudden, they began judging themselves. They began judging what was happening. All of a sudden, they were afraid of God. They lost the intimacy and began to move in fear as in dredge, not fear as in awe. They began to have all that. And so the question then comes, how do I how do I get that back, right? How do I get that back, that intimacy with the Father? How do I get that back? Or if I've never experienced that how do I, how do I do that? I want, I want to have relationship. I want to have intimacy with him. And so I'm looking for this quote that um, Spurgeon said, and I think this is in his mornings with Spurgeon devotional that you can purchase. It's amazing. But he says, if you feel lost, look for him where you left him. So remember what I just said? I had intimacy at one time. I remember where did I lose it? Go back to the beginning, in the beginning when he created and you were with him naked and not afraid. You would tell God anything and be with him and tell him anything. So if you neglected him in the word, then run to his statutes. If you neglected him in worship, fall on your knees. If you neglected him in prayer, come to him at his feet. Psalm 95 talks about that. He wants to know why you love him the way that you do. And, you know, we never graduate from that place of being dependent on God. It's, it's who he is and it's what he wants from us, what he needs from us. And so sometimes the prayer then becomes, God, I want to want you this way. 
right? I want to know you this way. I want to seek you. I want to know what that looks like to be with you in such intimacy. I want to know what that looks like to be, um, to my heart, to just want you so desperately that our hearts would burn. Like it talks about in, in Luke, our hearts would burn when he begins speaking to us and sharing things with us. Um, his word becomes that launching pad for intimacy. And so that, that's kind of where I, you know, say I go back to where it started, when I first encountered him through his word or through prayer or through worship, we go back to that because he wants to be wanted by us. He seeks to be sought by us. And so go back to where you felt that I want to feel, and I want to, I want to experience that love that he has for me, not just in sermons, not just in, you know, great books, but I want it in my life at all times. I want to feel that intimacy from him, with him, to him, because he has this abounding love for us. He has a steadfast love for us. And why would we not want to tap into that and have that consume our very life? And so I pray guys today, as you're like listening and and driving and just whatever you're doing, that you cry out to have that intimacy with the Father, that you cry out to, I want to be known by you and to know you. The two things, I want to be known by you and known you. And that is what sustains me through life. That is what sustains me through trials. I can testify to that. That is what has sustained me through the trial my family has gone to, gone through. That my faith and trust in God, my love for him deepened and did not waver. It went deeper than it did before. And that is my prayer for you guys. As you begin this year, I know we're in March, <laughs> but as you begin and really seek him for his intimacy, seek him for who he is, how much he loves you, what he has done for you. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. I will put uh, the email link and everything in this, uh, the notes for this uh, episode. But guys, be blessed today. I'm praying for you. Um, I hope you have an amazing day.